to state some truth right off the bat. So in case you don't have time to view this whole presentation, you will get the meat of it. And that is the pulpit presenter. He or she is the one who establishes the flow. And if your organization is operating in a state of mediocrity, the things that the leader of the church, that pulpit presenter is doing will inevitably affect everything else. The pulpit presenter should focus on presenting the message, the gospel, making sure that his or her notes are going to the right people, the right teams. So that means the title of the sermon, the scriptures that support it, and any additional notes that he or she knows they will not cover during that week's sermon. That allows everything to work effectively when you have a social media team, a tech team, a video team, a live stream team. Everyone will be working together in an orchestrated way, and they each know they are playing a specific role in supporting you as the leader of your church. Many churches and organizations focus on inclusion rather than spiritual gifting. And while I do not do a deep dive into that specific gifting, I will leave a link below in order for you to find out what your church, your members, your organization, what those are. So you can plug people in to the right ministry. Just like you would not call in a plumber to do the final inspection of your building to ensure its safety, our mediocrity can lead us to desire to include someone who has some level of knowledge, but they aren't certified by God. God did not deliver that person to you for that particular project. Our God is very clear. He's very organized, and he will send you the exact person for the exact thing that you need to complete to glorify him. Hello, Purpose Enthusiasts, and welcome to the very first installment of Mediocrity in Ministry, How to Battle Everything from the Pulpit to Social Media Platforms. This is not your typical kick you while you're down, point out all the negatives, and leave you hanging Instead, we are going to use our time wisely by identifying, sewing, creating, and supporting our teams. To break that down, I am asking you to identify the problem roots, sew new ideas, create systems to encourage new growth, and support the ever-changing dynamic of your church body or organization. This isn't about conforming to the world, but using God's word to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. It takes courage to make positive changes. Even if it's challenging to break the habit of getting by, remember, we have a responsibility to live a life worthy of our calling. Problem. Tori, I attend a church that I love, but everything we've done since my arrival is inconsistent and below par. The hearts are there, but the quality is not. Please help. 
to identify our problem roots, we will check our emotions, recognize our unbelief, and seek outside authority. Adequate, half-decent, ordinary, passable, meh, mediocre. It's like seeing the top of the mountain and deciding to stay in the middle. Yes, the view is better than being on the ground, but it's not exquisite. It's not breathtaking. It's not stunning. What are we tolerating out of fear? Emotions are the symptoms of our heart posture. The way we feel manifests into our behavior. Fear, doubt, stress, anxiety, discouragement. All of these can lead to mediocre micromanaging. If anyone has organized an event, you know that placing a hand on every single detail is exhausting. It also sends a very strong message that no one can do it without your expertise, even if it's mediocre. Help me in my unbelief. Another underlying issue is valuing inclusion over gifting. You wouldn't ask a plumber to do your building inspection. It's not his trade. But God answers prayer and he sends those who will act as his hands and feet. It is an opportunity for others to share the gospel, share their gifts, share their talents. The other disturbing message we send in settling for our mediocrity is that God sent an inadequate person for the job, when in fact it is our unbelief in valuing inclusion over gifting. I recognize that it is a challenge to ask God for wisdom because this world repeatedly chastises us or tells us that the solution for what ails our minds and hearts is another thing. To self-soothe with man-made things of this world or worse, become part of the problem of mediocrity. But you, dear image bearer of God, you were not meant to lead life in this way. We can ask God in faith for courage to lead. We can ask God in faith to help us be great for him. I don't know exactly what your problem roots are, but if you will take the time to prayerfully consider what you're doing right and what you're getting wrong, your heart posture will undoubtedly change. We share the gospel in word and in deed. Another root problem is the fear of growing outward to reach more people because that is a goal we cannot handle alone. If I had to refer to an example, it is Moses and his father-in-law Jethro. Now, to summarize their exchange in Exodus chapter 18, Moses went to work and Jethro came to observe. So it was like, bring your in-law to work day. But 
from Jethro's vantage point being at the top because this advice came from a higher authority. It came from God. Jethro told Moses he was going to wear himself out. He said that what he was doing wasn't good and God did not intend for it to be that way. It was heavy work. So using this example as an application or a way to see God's truth in our current circumstances, because he speaks to us through his word, maybe it's time to invite someone in to observe what you're doing as a church or business. And then follow their advice. Send the message that all things will be done in excellence and to glorify God. Mediocrity won't know what hit it when you as a leader start encouraging, empowering, and equipping your team to excel. To really break free of being adequate, half-decent, ordinary, passable, meh, mediocre, we can use God's truth. And Isaiah chapter 55 verses 8 and 9 are great places to hang your hat and push you to do things worthy of the life you were called to lead. For my thoughts, God's thoughts, are not our thoughts. Our ways are not his ways. The Lord declares this in Isaiah 55 8. He goes on to say that just like the heavens are higher than the earth, so are his ways and his thoughts higher. God sees us in our messy middle of mediocrity, and he is calling us higher. He is asking us to see him, to understand his wisdom, and to stop circling the middle, passable, well-worn habits that aren't producing excellence. From the pulpit to social media platforms, ask yourself, would you tell someone else about your church, the live stream, the ministries, the Bible classes? And if not, why? And if so, what do you tell them? Dear servant leader, you are worthy. You are loved. You are excellent. You will make mistakes, but God's love covers it all. Adjust your heart posture. Identify the root problems. Remove the rotten, smelly, messy mediocrity that is hindering real growth, exhausting your team, and keeping you in the middle. You are ready to make an impact and to be an example of how a church or a business runs with God as the foundation. This was the first installment of Mediocrity and Ministry. If you have not subscribed, I invite you to do so now and click the notification bell so you'll be notified when new episodes are here. It's right there. Also, please visit www.toryslaughter.com and grab several free downloads that will help your organization shine your light brighter.